Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats. Is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys and chill, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. We're back, baby, and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Pretty solid. Don't forget to use our promo code BLEAV Believe to receive your bonus from football, basketball, and boxing right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm here with our host Jason Dunn and Eric Warfield. Obviously, we've had a couple days to uh, mourn the back-to-back losses. Um, how, how are you guys feeling? I mean, it is what it is. You know, we just look forward to the next weekend. Yeah, I, you know, to, I mean, to be honest with you, man, it, it's shoot, it's football, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's early in the season, so I mean, hey, it, it's what football is all about. Shoot, you know, I mean, it, 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 it definitely sucks though, JD. I mean, shit, because nobody ever, nobody imagined we'd be sitting here at one and two. Nobody. Yeah. Right. You know, of, of anything, I think when I told you guys at the beginning of the season, it wouldn't uh, give an indication of what the season is going to be like. But I thought we would lose to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the only game that we won. I, <laughs> and so far, we've lost the other two. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just thought that Cleveland would come out with more, more, more fire under their belts than we would just because of the way they lost the game in the, in the playoffs. Uh, and I didn't think we put too much – and too much. We, would, we I didn't think we would value it too much to to, to give full 100 percent effort to go out there first game and uh, and against that squad. But we ended up winning it, and now we're sitting here at one and two. So uh, I do know what kind of team we have. I, I believe in it. Um, you know, the defense does give me a little uh, pause uh, to think about. Uh, going deep into the playoffs and into uh, and, and to and to represent the AFC in the, in the, in, in LA, um, but I think by that time, man, we sh- we should have something figured out. You know, and I understand we went and put brought out a, a nice product of, of Gordon. We don't know what kind of Gordon we're gonna get though. Uh, but again, I've been one of those that's talked about it all. since we started this year. I, I like the offensive pieces that we have. Um, I think I think we should have brought some somebody defensively in, but I don't know who's out there or that's available. Uh, you know, we're gonna bring in a Patrick Willis, who's probably you know, too <laughs> old, or or uh, uh, Michael Strahan is too old. We, we those you know I don't know who's out there that's available 
to come out there and help our, our defense um, uh, to what we're struggling with right now. You know what, man? You know, I'll tell you what, though. I think part of it is, you know, everybody's been spoiled in the last three years about, you know, the success. And so sometimes when you have these, I want to say bumps or hiccups or, you know, challenges, then all of a sudden it, 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 it gets a little bit more amplified than it, it really should. Right. And, and to be honest, man, you know, I know you said Cleveland, but it, it, look, the three teams we played, two of them pl- uh, playoff teams. OK, made the playoffs last year. Really good teams, good quarterbacks, and they got good core people around them, you know, and good defenses. And so we know that also too. this third team with charges this past week, look, they're up and coming team. They got some guys on the on the offensive side that do a, a great job of it uh, as far as like, you know, getting the ball down the field, um, you know, making it competitive. Shoot, they was probably the best, what was like seven and nine team? They was the best seven and nine team, you know, in the NFL. And they, they was okay. They, I don't want to cut you off, but just to add something to that, Jenny. I never thought that the Chargers would be as good as they are right now. You lose a good coach. I thought they had a really good coach in the coach. So you come yeah, back, yeah. you come, you come to this season with a new coach, mm-hmm. and you lose one of your your, your uh, better defensive players in Ingram. And now you just have both sides there. So I figured that they had lost way too much to come in to be as good as they are. But, you know, they 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 made the most of what they got and they're playing on all cylinders right now. They're, they're, they're a really good team. So, Well, you know, Herbert's a good quarterback. And, and, and I kind of looked at it like this. Shoot, even when you have like like the two guys on the outside, like they do, you know, kind of big receivers, guys that that's, that's proven, you know, that was going to make a, a, a game of it. They always will. And so they're not out of it when you got a, a, a young gunslinger like him that will kind of keep you in the game. Eckler is a, a great back. You know, he runs hard. You know, he does a lot of good things at the backfield. So I knew it was going to be a competitive. And we, and we know this. Always in our division, it's always going to be a great game. It's going to be a hard-fought game. And so that's where I was just kind of looking at it. Uh, and so when you look at just the, the, the next few games that we had to deal with, I'm just looking at – just keep looking over the schedule. The schedule is not easy at all. It's just it's just not easy. You know, so I look at as far as difficulty, uh, what you have to do, it is going to be tough. And it's going to be close games that you're going to have to win. And so, you know, doing close games and teams that you know you had to beat, you can't make mistakes against them. And so I think I made – I said something like that on Twitter. I said, man, you just can't make mistakes. I don't care who you are. Shoot, if you have four turnovers – you know, the percentage tells you you should not win the game, right? Remember, Coach Ramil, you skipped the percentages. I know I got there somewhere. I'll probably pull it up. But it would always talk about, look, you had one turnover. If it was at home, you know, your percentages was this to win. And then you get to like four or four was like, look, it's almost impossible for you to win a game with four yeah. turnovers. So it, the, the fact of the matter, I, look, I've watched this game twice since Sunday. Watched it over, went and evaluated, just did film work. You know how we do eat. And I just was just checking the play out offensively and defensively. And I know we get onto it a little bit more, but we were in the game. We was winning. Six minutes ago, we were winning the game. And we had a chance to come down when it was tied to come down and actually, you know, kick a field goal and win the game at the end. So it's not like they blew us out and it was just like, oh, my gosh, you know. They, no, it wasn't like that. We shot ourselves in the foot, four turnovers, and we were still in the game. We were winning. So to me, like you said – Defense definitely gives, you know, gives me pause on some of the things, right? There's some things that we got to do to to make it better. But like you said, I think we can get that fixed. I know we can get it fixed. So 
some of these, you know, people that's on the bandwagon and, you know, talk about the team. Look, we know it ain't how it goes, man. You know, we, it, we don't abandon the guys in the room. It's just not how yeah. it works. So um, th- that's going to come out because they are a proven team. They, they are proven guys. You got a proven coach. You got proven guys in there. And that's where you want to be able to be. That, if it was a different team, totally. But I, I don't worry about these guys as much. Not a matter of fact, at all. I don't worry about them at all. Well, it's funny, you know, uh, you talk about the last three years we've been spoiled. Oh, I think we have, just ba- based on what I've seen on Twitter, I think we have a lot of new Chief fans because everyone thinks the wor- this is the, the, you know, the, the worst it can be. No, this is not the worst it can be at all. If this is the worst it can be, you know, you're, you're a very privileged and spoiled fan. Um, yeah. But, yeah, if people are going on, you know, just going on these rants about we suck, we need kind of not, not blow it up, but, like, we don't need to blow it up. I think people need to relax. Uh, Man, I live out here in Dallas, and, you know, I, I got quite a bit of, Chiefs pair of, you know, gear that I wear um, pretty much everywhere I go. And, you know, you get it. You know, people ask me, are, are you really a Chiefs fan? You know, and I, I and without getting into full detail, I just say, yeah, you know, I, I, I just moved here from Kansas City instead of saying that I played there. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, we went to school with Patrick. You know, my daughter went to school with, you know, my, my son went to school with Patrick. So y'all are just bandwagon fans because mm. you have an affiliation with Patrick. You're not a real Chiefs fan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, you get you do get a lot of those. I even see a lot of them on Twitter. But uh, you know, yeah, the, the true fans, we we understand what it's like um, to to fight. We understand what it's like to lose these games and to also come back. Um, yes, we've never been in a situation where we've you know been this good or or highly rated or favored um, to represent as we have the last few years with Patrick Mahomes. So yes, he's he's been that common denominator for us. To, to, to put us above a, a certain standard. You know, we had good teams when we had Alex Smith. You know, they'd always say, you know, that's a playoff team. But for some reason, we couldn't get past that first round. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we just couldn't get to the Super Bowl. So right now, we have that that common denominator who is Patrick Mahomes that's, that's gotten us there, and he's won the Super Bowl course. So we've been the favorites. And I know J.D. said, yeah, we got a tough schedule. Even with that being a tough schedule, we are still the best team that we – that that's listed upon that schedule. Right. So right. you don't overlook a team. You never do that. And I, I had a guy say, you know, uh, on Twitter, you know, what do we think about the Raiders? Like, ah, they're the Raiders. Like, no, don't overlook a team. You know, but the Raiders are a, a good ass team. And just to be honest about it, they look real good so far. Nobody's been able to stop Crosby. Like not one team has been able to stop him from coming off the edge. And he's been a disruptive piece against the, the Steelers. Uh, who else they played? The uh, Ravens. Ravens. The, the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And I, who was the first Miami. game against? Ravens, yes. Steelers, Miami. So the, the dude has been a force. And on top of that, Carr is just piecing up defenses. You know, you got to give you got to give credit where credit's due. You, I can't, you can't just sit there and say, oh, he sucks because he's playing with the, with the opposing team. You got to give the guy credit. He's playing excellent football right now. And them as a team, they look good. But do I think that they're better than us? No. At the moment, they're just playing better than us. Right. Look, and you make a good point, man. There's not going to be one team that comes in and lay down for you. It's not going to happen. Shoot, if they do, they don't need to be in the NFL. I mean, that's just yeah. how it is. As competitors, every game we go out there, we look to just, you know, to win. And so <clears throat> that's a whole different mindset from, you know, high school and college. They're like, hey, you know, we just try to stay in the game. And how it works. You look, you don't get paid for trying to stay in the game, buddy. You get paid to win games, right? 
So that's how it is. And, and so when I look at this, this division, right, Teddy Bridgewater is playing phenomenal in, in Denver, right? You talk about Carr just doing a great job out there in, in Vegas. You know, like you said, Miami, Pittsburgh, yeah, Ravens, right? Ravens. So there's another one that, you know, the Ravens should have won, but they end up losing. So sometimes we look at the teams that, you know, who, who beat who, right? And so when you start looking at, okay, the Ravens, all right, they, get, they come away with a victory. But Vegas beats them. Wow, what does that say about our team? Nothing. It means nothing because everything is situational. You know, what happened in that game may not happen in our game. Shoot, we might blow them out. Shoot, by three touchdowns. You know, so like you said before, we at the, we at the pinnacle. And so what I know, too, is this. Uh, nobody probably believed that Matt Stapp was going to come in and play better than Tom Brady, right? They ain't believe that. Them jokers are 2 on one right now. So this is, this is NFL, man. It's, it's how these things work. I say this. Yeah. Look, if, you know, if you wait until maybe week eight, you like this nibbling at your, you know, your, <laughs> your fingernails because you're trying to count games, that's a, that's a different topic. But right now, just going back to saying being spoiled, well, shoot, where you just Super Bowl, Super Bowl, right? You know, being there to the Super Bowl. I got the little Super Bowl shirt on. Shoot, I'm just letting everybody know. Look, it's the same team, man. It's, it's the same guys. We got the same leaders in the locker room. Okay. The thing is, we just want to build, we got a new line, and we're still gelling together. Okay. Still gelling. It's going to take some time. Man, all of a sudden, we just brought this Joker back, Gordon. You know what I mean? I, I, hey, I tell you what, Josh Gordon at 75% is better than a whole lot of people's 100%. Oh, yeah. That's, that's why I look at it, right? And so, <laughs> I know Shannon said something like, well, he can't tackle nobody. Okay, but shoot, that's like a foot once on the board. So now all of a sudden you, you make a team one-dimensional, right? That's what you do. You just keep outscoring the, the opponent, make them catch up to you. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about him tackling. Turn him into one, you know, uh, you know, one-dimensional team. And then all of a sudden you can do what you want to do defensively that way. That's just thinking about things, I think, in the future. But he brings a whole different dynamic to that room, whole different dynamic just as a playmaker. Uh, that we can use. I say that. I don't say need. I say we can use. And so I'm with you, E. I like the guys in the room. I do. You know, but I know that teams, what they've been doing is, look, they're doing film study. They make sure they're scheming us. They're making sure they're going to double on certain things. They're going to come after us. That's what's going to happen. Josh Gordon, he's going to give you a playmaker on the outside. So like I said, him at 75% is going to be better than a whole lot of people that are 100%. Yeah, that's for real. And we'll get to Josh Gordon later on in the show. Um, but before before we get to the first answer, I do want to say I do kind of think the Broncos hype is kind of overrated as of right now because they've played Giants, Jaguars, and Jets so far. And those right now, those those teams are, are some of the bottom of the barrel of the league right now. Call it what you want. You still got to play. You got to yeah. keep the guys on your on your schedule. Now, I, I say this: Giants is a good team, man. They I think they were they zero three, but they're the best zero three team. I mean, seriously, they are. They got they got a good little squad put together. Yeah. So look, Teddy Bridgewater is a, is a good quarterback. I always thought he was a good quarterback. He's got some receivers around him. Judy's hurt, but you know, Noah Fan is a good tight end. Uh, you know Sutton, uh, uh, Gore, uh, the the running back. Um, oh, and Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Yeah. yeah. So they got guys, and then and you know a defense. They got a defense. Yeah. So like you said, man, ain't ain't nobody chopped liver. Nobody. I mean, a healthy te- 
a healthy Bridgewater is, is a good quarterback. He's not a top 10 quarterback, but yeah, dude can play football. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, I guess we'll see uh, as, as things play out as the, um, the AFC West. Uh, I, I think it's funny, you know, uh, just two weeks ago, we we're talking about possibly going undefeated and then, you know, but that's, that's why, we, that's why we play these games. Otherwise, you know, that's why we don't crown our Super Bowl champs in the preseason. Yeah. Um, but uh, f- first concern tonight, uh, we kind of got into a little bit about this. Obviously, the first quarter of the Chiefs game, we had three turnovers, and then we had four for the for the game, four to zero. Um, and obviously, our right tackle situation, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bosa had 10 hurries and pressures um, on, um, what's his name? Uh, Lucas Niang. Yeah. That's something. Uh, but obviously, we, we kind of said people need to relax to only game three. But is it time to sound? Is it t- is it time to sound the alarms in Kansas City, or are we going to say relax on that one? I think okay. it's early in the season. I think it's too early in the season to sound the alarm. But I mean, uh, being at one and two, you, you, you're never comfortable with that. Um, heck, I, I I think right now we still got to you know sweep the rest of our conference. But we're looking at a wild card, aren't we? Um, trying to get in, and you know, and, and that's. That's early in the season. Um, but I think we have offensively the weapons to go out and put the points up. But you don't want to, you don't want the team to be built like that. You know, nobody plays that way. Uh, you kind of want some sort of a complimentary to each other. Defense can have a stop here or there. You're not gonna stop every offense. That's just that's just not gonna happen. You're gonna give up points, you're gonna give up big plays. But we need a few stops here and there. Um, and we've been even in this last game, that the pass interference on Baker on the sideline was just – I don't know what the guy saw. And I think I read an article to where the receiver said he was even shocked that the flag was thrown. Uh, but, yet yeah, they get away with it. They get the win with it. Um, so we just got to minimize the mistakes. We have, we've had a lot of them, um, you know, and, 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 you know, that's Patrick included, you know, with some of the throws. I know the, the first one kind of came out of the guy's hand. I hit him dead in his hands. Um, but yet, you know, uh, a turnover is a turnover, and we got to eliminate those. Yeah. So, so sound the alarm. I'm, I'm like, no. So I would sound the alarm as far as like, like he was talking about the turnover. I mean, that that's one thing. Like, like, wait a minute, hold on. This is happening way too much, and so that needs to be addressed. And so part of it is just, I don't know if it's just the focus or keeping in. And, and sometimes, man, it's just how ball works. Somebody just puts a helmet on at the right place. And the ball pops out, you know, he, he, and I've seen Hilaire when he went in, the ball looked like it was secure. But, you know, the guy came from the back, hit the ball, hit the hammer right on it. Right. And so that's how it happens. I mean, how many times the ball? Uh, uh, and when you got out? this thing pinpointed, you got you, you're protecting it from everything coming at this, ang- at this angle. All points, man. And All that's points. why you have so many fumbles when guys come up from behind you, because you're expecting front impact. Right. You know, right. just like the, the Baltimore game. It's from the side. He didn't expect that. You know, your pinpoint, you, th- he's been carrying that po- the, the football for so long to where you understand where certain hits are coming from and you're protecting it. But if you get a hit from the side or from the back, hell, anybody in the NFL is going to fumble it. Yeah. So so I'll, I'll address this as far as uh, Nyang. Uh, first off, the offensive line did a tremendous job blocking, run blocking. All right. I'm, I'm going to take my hats off to him because they did a, a, a heck of a job. Run blocking against them. Now, Niang had went against – he's been against a couple of premier pass rushers too. And so 
he's not gonna see us every week. Bosa's is, is shit. I mean, he, he, he's why not? Why not? Who who's not good that we have coming well, up? I'm, well, I'm saying I don't think they're not as good as Miles Garrett or Bosa or or uh, uh, Man, we got Von Miller. You got. Well, I'm, I'm not talking. I said he's not gonna see it every week. I'm not. I'm. You know, there's gonna be spots he's gonna see those guys. I'm just saying he's not gonna see it every week. Now, so what? I, so my what I was saying is this. You had to work on his 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 footwork, and he's not getting back. I'm just I'm watching him, and when you have somebody who has a, a, a bag like like Bosa does that can bull rush you, come to the outside, move inside of you, he, he just he's he has an array of moves that he could just put on somebody, right? And so that's what makes him so effective. Now, I don't know if that's a cause for alarm. Concern for sure. Alarm is like, wait a minute, hold on, we got changes right now. As far as like, get somebody else in there. Concern is okay. He's not playing well. We need to start working on some technique, working on some more stuff for you, so you can be better at this, right? In the long term. Now, if it, if it comes in this week, you know, with Philadelphia, and he's just getting beat left to right, yeah, then okay, sound the alarm, right? He's not getting it done. So then I was just started looking at. You know, what is our what is our options? You know, who are we looking at, you know, to replace him? You know, is that guy going to be better than what he's been, you know, putting out there as far as product wise? Uh, but to me, that's that's I think it's more technique. And I've seen that, you know, Patrick was feeling the pressure of it. You could tell he's feeling the pressure of it. People were talking about, oh, well, he's belling quick. Well, no, he's he's belling because he feels the pressure. The pressure has been happening to him pretty much kind of all games and, and, you know, spotty situations that, you know, where you think. The guy's going to hold up, and then all of a sudden he doesn't, and it kind of breaks. And that's a little, that's, that's real tough for a quarterback, man. They, they don't like feeling that at all. So yeah, those last couple of drives, I, I kept my brother came and watched the game with me, and I, and I kept telling him, I was like, man, sixty seven is having trouble. You know, I wish they would just leave Hilaire or whoever the running back is to like chip block because he was having trouble the entire game, and and it, and it and it it makes Patrick leave the pocket soon. Yeah, and he's yeah. gotten to the point to where. We don't go for slants. We don't go for 10 yards. We 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 want chunks. And it's, it's like a lot of teams are have figured that out. So best way to take care of your chunks, double, double Tariq Hill. And and you know, nobody's really gonna stop Kelsey. Kelsey's too swaggy within that 15 yard, you know, he's gonna give you the yards. Right. Um, but those other guys, and I think it's just so much of a of a uh Tariq and 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 Patrick are, are so compatible to where he wants to fit a throw into Tariq. He wants to get Tariq started. You know, I think that's like the jump start of the offense when yet the most consistent part of the offense, I think, is ran through Kelsey. Because, like, there's really no way to stop him unless you jam at the line, you put a some fast guy on him, but he's still going to find a way to get open and make plays. But you can't take the top off of the defense if you just keep going at Kelsey, keep going at Kelsey. So, yeah. Maybe Gordon can come in and help with that. But again, my concern isn't anything with the offense. I think the offense can figure it out quick. You know, just eliminate a, a, a penalty here or a fumble here. The offense is good. It's just that defense, I think our front, our entire front seven is slow. The only speed we have up there is Bolton. And a lot of the times it's like if he's not there, then it's a big, it's a big play. You know, our defensive line aren't quick enough to run any any type of quarterback down. Herbie gets out of the pocket. He's able to either run for something or he's able to just sit and make a play. We just don't have that speed or that 
to me, I think we kind of hesitate with the linebackers a little bit too much, whether it's uh, dropping back in coverage or if it's trying to get to, to attack the, play, the run play. We, we, we hesitate to where the offensive lineman is getting hands on the linebackers instead of you trying to make a play in the backfield or at the line of scrimmage. So we're giving up way too many chunks because of, to me, our speed on defense in the front seven. Yeah, well, that's a good point. And, and so I'll say this, you know, because I don't – I mean, I'll call guys out if I need to. But to me, there were some guys that just didn't show up. You're just not getting anything from, you know, defensively. Uh, and so I think the linebackers play uh, uh, was good in the game. I thought they did a good job. But what I was seeing up front was, you know, when that, that little window right there between, you know, inside the tackles was getting blown up. And if Chris gets in there, he gets double teamed. But if a guy's getting one-on-one as far as a defensive tackle, that ain't enough. You got to take two guys on. To free up your linebackers and do what you want to do as a, as a defensive tackle, you have got to take two. You know what I mean? You got you to make it to the point where you make sure that they are, are blocking you so they don't come off. And we know it's OE, too. So, you know, when we do combination blocks, you know, on the offensive line going up to the linebackers, you know, we're always trying to get off. We just want to give a hand or a shove just to throw a guy back into the guy that we're helping out. But if, if I'm sitting over and I got to struggle with this guy, then I can't get up to the second level. And that, it, it absolutely takes me away from the entire play. So if yeah. you got more guys, you know, defensive line that are doing that, I don't care if you had to grab the guy. It, it's you got to do something, man, to take, you know, a, a double team. You know, you're going to get double team. But if guys are watching you one on one and just taking you five yards, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. And so our. our a pass rush is, is non-existent, uh, not getting up the field. There was there was a couple guys. Uh, Dannon, was, he was making some some plays, a little pressure. But other than that, man, I, I didn't really see uh, Kando and some of those other guys wasn't really – they weren't doing anything. I, I didn't see nothing from them. And so that's what you need. You need that type of pressure, and it makes it a lot easier on the secondary. It makes it a lot easier on the linebackers. So then all of a sudden you can get into, like, doing some more of your schemes. You can get into, like – Twist. If you if look, if you get bought by one guy and you twisting, ain't ain't it all right? Because I just pass off to you easy. That's an easy pass off. Well, shoot. When I, when you twist, you got to be worried about man. This guy's making too much penetration up the field, you know. So I got to make sure I step back. I got to hold on to this guy more. That's why the twist is, is so effective. Because if that guy's making that push, the initial push to take two, then that guy can't come back. You know, when the guy comes around, he's looping around. So it, it it's a little tough, man. But like I said, man, I don't like calling guys out, but I, I do like you said, man, the speed up front. And I think it's more so just the line of scrimmage. I don't know what it is, but we, we just need a little bit more, man, on that on that defensive line. Everything starts up front. So we talked to offensive line, defensive line. Everything starts up front for the game. So that's how football works. So I don't care how many times you put the ball in Patrick's hand. If the line up front, they can get the job done or hilarious hands. It doesn't matter. We can't get the ball to heel. We can't get it to uh, Kelsey. doesn't matter. Same thing. D-line. You ain't doing your job, can't get to the linebackers. Ty Matthews going to have a long day. And so it all starts rare in the trenches. And we got to get that squared away right now. Is that sign of alarm? No. Concern? Yes. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with the, the defensive line. Um, one thing that was noticed and it was noticed last week was Juan Thornhill's not getting enough reps. Big uh, Dan Sorson's getting more reps than Juan is still – it's not that Juan's not getting, you know, not getting as much as Dan. He's not really getting anything at all. And if you look at that Week One game with his forced fumble on Chubb and with his um, uh, his pass deflection at the end of the game, 
who knows if Thornhill doesn't play that game, and who knows if we even win that, that, that the first game of the season. So I'm just curious what's going on in that. I, I've, I've read stuff online. There's rumors that he's in the doghouse. I, I don't know where those rumors come from. but um, So let me, he's had a few tweets and a few Instagram uh, captions to where he feels like it's him against somebody. I don't know. And it, I mean, you got to kind of read between the lines to figure out there's something going on there. So, All right, so I'll just ask you all straight up. Do you all think uh, – uh, Thorson is better. Uh, he's, is he better than Sorensen? Athletically, possibly, but I mean, Sorensen's been around. He's proven. He's made some hell of a plays for us defensively. Hell, the big stop he had in Cleveland on the goal line going to some big interceptions. So, I mean, guy's proven himself. It's yeah. just right now, our entire defense is struggling. Right, right. And, and, and like I said before, it gets amplified with those guys will shoot. If I don't have a cushion, you know, where you are putting the pressure on the quarterback. I'm, I can't cover this guy running all the way around the field. He, I know, shoot, you know it better than anybody else. You got this sucker running around. <laughs> yeah. Can't cover now, him on the that, that little fade route that, that Herbert threw to uh, Williams in the end zone on the right side, yeah, he just he just dusted my man off the line of scrimmage. And it, it, so that that's just a, a, a one-on-one play. So he, got, he did that twice on both drives. Did one on, on uh, Baker, then did one on Hughes. It, it 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 was it wasn't even a contest. Yeah. As soon as he got up, that sucker six five. You know what I'm saying? Throw it up to him, right? So I would. If I'm doing, if I'm hurting, I'm like, look, you know what? You six five. Look for the ball to be up above these yeah. those smaller guys. So uh, two good, two great place balls, but also too uh, at the time they was running. I think it was like uh, might have been cover one that they was running. And so when you have that guy's man a man. Well, shoot, then I'm going. That That's the matchup, right? That's the matchup. I'm going. So, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, I, I think as far as – I'm not saying Soros is not good or anything. I'm just saying that maybe, you know, put put Juan in there. Maybe his athleticism can, can I give us a little boost in the secondary. You know, just changing up a little bit, getting him more, more reps than what he got last week. In two weeks ago, he had 13 snaps. So, more than that. Um but before we move on to the next concern, we did kind of talk about this in our text thread during the game or after the game. The Hail Mary at the end of the game. I know I said it should, I should have been called, but you're like, no, you, they're, gonna, they're not going to call that. Terry McCauley actually tweeted about that and said that it should not have been a no call, that that should have that been a pass interference. You can't do it. Man, there's it. a pass interference on every single Hail Mary. There's a receiver that's getting bumped into a pull down or pushed yeah. on every Hail Mary. Um I think that they're just looking at it as a 50-50 chance ball, so they're not making those calls. But you can call a pass interference on every Hail Mary throw. Right. Unless unless you just blatantly tackle a guy and take him to the ground almost like a, a you know, like you said, a WWE, you know, takedown, it probably won't go, it's not going to be called, especially when guys yeah. are looking up for the ball and everybody's just fighting. And it's just it's like a rebound in basketball, right? Guys going to be elbowing, pushing, grabbing and stuff. So I think at that moment – it uh, the advantage definitely goes to the defense, right? Because it's just you know, true. But it shouldn't though. And even on that that last play, they said the the guy was holding Tariq, like literally holding. Uh, oh yeah, so, yeah. I mean, but they're not looking for that. They're just seeing who comes down with the ball. That's it. Mm-hmm. But again, if they, if they were to actually look at who's making contact that that shouldn't be, yeah, you can make a, a, a pi on every hail mary call. And to be honest with you, you know, offensively, how, how, how we talk about the Hail Mary is this. We usually talk about tapping the ball up. You know, unless you just catch it clean going up and above, guys, to catch it clean, that's what you want. But other than that, 
Sometimes it's just getting the ball to tap it up and tapping it to, you know, your guy. You know what I'm saying? If you could just get your hand above and just oh, tap I it. I get what you're saying, but who in the hell are we going to have tap? The only big guy we got is Travis. I know it. Well, I just I know it. So. <laughs> <laughs> let Cheetah, hey, let Cheetah climb on somebody's back. Get up there. <laughs> Not in no hell, Mary. The only They're big guy we down. got is Kelsey, man. Hey, hey, no, no. Well, shoot, we got look, we got we got uh uh Jody. Jody can get down there, catch it. He's a tall guy. Jimmy, you, know you, know, you know what I do? We run hell Marys every single week. Every so week, man. We know we know who we know who they're throwing in there. It, it's look, it, first off, it's a low percentage throw anyway. Right. I mean, seriously. So, hey, that's why they call it Hail Mary. You sit there like, you're like, Lord, please catch this ball. Yes, right? <laughs> but it shouldn't come down to that with us in our offense. You're right. You're right. But like I said, man, the, the, the last series of the game, we were, we were, we were winning. Convincingly had the ball going back and, you know, bad things happen. And then all of a sudden holding them, we, you know, saw all those things. So. Yeah. Um. And that's the thing, you know, some of the things we love about Patrick is, is this kind of like improv and it's kind of a recklessness um, that which so far in his career hasn't really bit him in the butt, but you know, last two weeks, you know, kind of trying to do more than he should be doing instead of taking a sack against Baltimore, he's, th- he's throwing it up and stuff. So uh, hopefully he's, ta- he's taking these things and kind of, you know, learning from them. Um, that's all we can ask for. And I'm not, I'm not going to call out Patrick or anything, obviously, but I, no, I was going to say, shoot, people love it when, it when he took us to two Super Bowls doing that. They love it. I know. Oh, man, he's, you know, game, I look at the no look Pat. Well, shoot, okay. Hey, look, either you're going to ride with it or not, right? Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, the Patrick's like, look, man, I made this throw, you know, a few times and it don't work out. Yeah. Right now, of course, the last one was definitely a, that's an Aaron throw. He, he knew he shouldn't have threw that. He yeah. knew he shouldn't have. You know, because he's looking like, dang, was there somebody down there? No. Yeah. So, but. And that's another thing he's getting criticism for, too. And I, I see it from a lot of chief, the chief, like, fan accounts was the pass to Marcus Kemp. It was a no-look pass. It was, it was an unnecessary no-look. He still had two hands in the ball. I mean, everything I learned growing up was if you get one hand on the ball, you got to catch that ball. Yeah, I mean, touch your hand, you got to catch it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 so I was wondering that. So I was a no look pass. Like I've seen a guy. I didn't. I didn't like when I seen it. I didn't. I couldn't really tell if he was like no look. But still, like you said, he should still come up. I didn't on Patrick. Yeah. Shoot, that ain't on him. You know, really. If you could say, well, they both got because he, he could have had a better ball. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I got that point. But look, he hit the guys in his hands. Supposed to make that play. Yeah. No doubt. All right, um, so the next concern, we kind of talked about the defense here. Uh, but today, uh, Ben Neiman, during his press conference, they asked him if it was scheme-related of uh, the problems on defense. And he said it was not scheme-related at all. Um, so, which begs the question, what is it then? Do you guys have any clue as, as what's going on with the defense right now? If it's not scheme-related, then what is it? I honestly don't know because, I mean, you know, you haven't had Frank Clark, or you haven't had the, the Frank Clark that we got, from, you know, in the first couple of years uh, at his best. And then you you put, you know, Chris Jones over at the other end. So you really don't have a defensive end that's got, you know, the speed to get up the field. Chris is a bulldozer. You know, he's just going to use brute strength to get to outbeat whoever he's, he's up against. And he doesn't have the speed to, to if the guy gets out of the pocket to run anybody down. Uh, so a lot of the plays that kind of come his way because he's he's either bullying up the field so fast he's creating gaps, you know, back and get out quicker to, for the screen or whatever, and they're not, they're not they know he's not going to catch him. So 
Uh, I like him more so in the middle. I'm, I'm not a fan of the, the, the Chris Jones experiment uh, or experience, whatever you want to call it. I just think it's taken away from so much of what uh, we could have defensively. It could, it could bring more speed, but we don't have – I don't know who would, who, would, who would fill in for the defensive end positions. Uh, Jaron just hasn't been that, that force that we thought he'd be up the middle. Uh, but I think he'd be better off if he had if you had him and Chris playing in the middle. Um, but again, who are you gonna put at defensive end? I don't know. So I, yeah, is is a scheme wise. I think it's more so personnel. I think it's it's really what it is. And like he said, man, you got to have a dynamic pass rusher on the outside. You do. Now, I do like the experiment with Chris going inside and out. I do like that. But when you do when that when he goes out. Like you said, Reed and uh, uh, 91, 90, I can't think of the name right now, but they hey, they got to do a much better job getting pushed, okay? I see 90, man, he was getting blown off the ball. It, 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 there's, no, there's no sense of that at all in the NFL. Like I said, if, if anything, you anchor. You get blown off like that, anchor, right? Create a power. Do something. But don't don't just go ahead and get put on skates. But um, – he was talking about that, man. At, at, at defensive end, you got to create that pressure. If you don't have a guy that's creating that pressure, man, it's going to be a long day for the defense. It is. I mean, shoot, that's why they pay the big bucks to the guys on the outside, the defensive ends, you know, the pass rushers. They pay them big bucks, right? And so when you see a guy who's a, a dynamic pass rusher, I say like Miles Garrett, right? You can tell a difference in the game, what he does and what he does for the defense. I mean, shit, when yeah. he, he was like watching him against – you know, Justin Fields, man, it was terrible. Justin Fields was shaking in his boots. You know, he was talking about, oh, this game was slow. Yeah, okay, it ain't slow. This time it's – Yeah. And so, I think that's it's a lot of it. You know, you know, another thing, too, I, I noticed, and I kept going back, looking at it, looking at it, communication. There was guys that lined up. They, we wouldn't even line up right. There was times that we was trying to get lined up, and they – they look, they snapped it quick. That is game planning. They realize, look, we're not lining up. There's the young guys out there on defense. They're not communicating enough. We can take advantage of this. And they did it. They did it a few times, and, and it bit us. Scored a touchdown. Scored a two-point conversion on it, too. And so that's that right there is just film study. So what we need to do to get the calls out faster is 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 also a need. That's, a, that's an issue and a problem. I've seen that. Because there was one time there was a wide receiver that was wide open on, uh, at the top before touchdown. And I was just like, wait a minute, hold on. How does that even happen? And so, guys passing out. You know, even if you, if guys were, uh, e, what y'all used to call them when y'all used to pass pass receivers off? Uh, banjo, banjo. Okay, yeah. And, and and so you could tell guys was 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 actually missing some of the calls on it. You know what I mean? They weren't there, so they they would come after it was over. Like, man, what what call was that? Was look, and you can see Tyrone Matthew tell him like, look, man, you got to be on this guy at this point. If I'm calling this, we call him the banjo. We got to be able to pass guys off. If not, yeah. you know, if you're in a bunch or, or, or you know, stacked, you got to know what you're doing. And so, man, that's tough, especially when you got to got good receivers. So, I, I think he's right. Scheme wise, it's communication. It's got to be more dynamic pass rush and push and pressure. Uh, and it's just lining guys up. Guys got to be fast and ready to play. Shoot, half the time I seen our defense line would even getting down in, in the three point stance. So. I don't know, man. I, I just that, – that's my evaluation. I don't know what they call it in the room. I don't know. I'm just looking at ball in itself. I'm like, this don't really look sound to me. 
And if guys are – you don't leave a guy open. It don't, don't happen in the NFL. You don't leave a, a wide receiver open by himself over there. How's that happen? You know what I mean? How's that happen? So it's got to be better. The, 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 the experiment part that they, they – I think it, it's already been noted that Chris Jones was the best uh, or second best defensive tackle behind Aaron Donald. And right. I think it's more so we want to utilize him like Aaron Donald. Chris Jones is not Aaron Donald. Aaron, John, Aaron Donalds is fast and quick. You know, once he's past you, he's able to run quarterbacks down. He's able to run running backs down. Mm-hmm. Chris doesn't have that type of speed. Chris is a power guy. Right. He's, able to, he's able to hold his stance at the line of scrimmage and make plays, whether it's, you know, swim the, swim the uh, offensive lineman by and get to the quarterback and make the play on the running back. But he is not a speed guy. So the whole experiment thing with me or trying to use him like we use, like they use Aaron Donald, that comparison can't be – you can't look at him the same way because they're, they're completely different defensive tackles. Right, right. I, I, th- I think it's just it, – it's, it's trust. So you you wouldn't call anything like that or you want not experiment with that unless you didn't trust the guys that was replacing Chris in those positions, right? A defensive tackle like Reed. Uh, dang, how come I can't think his name? Whether uh, uh, you trust him or not, I'm just saying like as a defensive end, Chris is not going to get around. He's not going to bend that corner. He's not going to run around and have that guy run up. Right. I, look, and, yeah, but I'm, I'm saying I, I get it. And so the thing is, I, sometimes you don't need to come around the corner. If, I, if I'm pushing that tackle all the way back, and it's just that's taking a lot out of him as, as an offensive tackle. It's taking a lot out just rushing a guy like that. By bull rushing, you know, as a guy that used to do a whole lot of blocking and pass blocking, bull rushing the guy doing that, like, shoot, man, this, this heavy load is just weighing on you. And so – it, it'll get to the point now, E, where not only is just he don't have the speed, but his power in itself will be, you know, uh, the magnitude on the guy. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I was seeing that. And I could just – and that's all I need for the quarterback to do is just feel my presence. Breathe. 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 And now I'll do work. Before I know it, that tackle's in it my – ain't working, though, J.D. I, 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 don't, I mean, I'm, I, I get what you're trying to say. It's yeah, just, yeah. N- n- none of it's working, though. Well, it's I would say it's it's not as effective because the guys that were replacing him, supposed to be replacing him, is not playing to what we thought they were the standard. Well, I get that. That's what I'm saying. It's not working. Right. It's not working for Chris. It's not even working for Reed or the other guys. Right. So so <laughs> we gonna put out there then. I mean, we still ain't getting no. But that's what I was saying earlier when he asked about the defense. Like, we just don't have the personnel right now. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Frank Clark that got us in the Super Bowl. Right. We don't have the the other. You know, we don't have the the taco before he got hurt. You know, and and right now he's not even on the roster right now. Um, So we don't have those type of guys that can create havoc. You know. So at least, at least I won't say we don't have them. They haven't done it yet. Right, right, and so that's what I'm saying. At least. You, we know we're going to get something out of him on the outside, right? Because the other guys, they, they, they haven't been doing their jobs. And so I'm, I'm not – see, I don't want to be so critical on guys. They're just not getting it done like they should be getting it done. That's, that's, that's part of the problem. And I don't know what it has to do to light that in they, in they button and they behinds to say, look, we knew a, a better job right now or, shit, I'm going to fire everybody. Hell, the D-line coach probably coming in like, look, this, this ain't okay. This right here, this ain't that what we need. You ain't getting up the field. What's the problem? And I'm looking at guys stick and stay. It's stick and stay. I'm watching E. I mean, it, it's it's. But, but, but all right, you trying to get scenarios. We need solutions. <laughs> well, okay. 
look, you know how you said we don't know who's on we don't know who's on the on the street. Shoot, we might not start knocking on some doors. You know, get like you said, get some. I, I, I'm okay with that. But hey. right now, we just we need solutions. Here we go. Hey, <laughs> blow, blow up the dust. Straight here. Can we get you for a couple? Oh, no. <laughs> but there's actually uh, the next question I was going to ask you about. Um, yesterday, Jamie Collins from the Detroit Lions passed. Yeah, I thought he got released. He got released. I mean, is that a possible name we think about bringing in? I don't know why not. I bring in anybody just for just to see, just to test it. Yeah, I don't know too much about him, so I, I don't. I have to. I mean, I, I just want to see. <laughs> he might work better in our team than you did with them. Right. You're like, you all had no, you like, know nothing about him. I just show. <laughs> I mean, he got he got a big deal from uh, Detroit from when he went when he left New England. To Detroit, Detroit signed him for a lot of money. I think he he got twenty million guaranteed, I believe. So I mean, he's, Ooh, okay. He got, right. he got he got top dollar for sure. I hear you. You're getting released for a reason, though. Well, but it, hey, it, hey, one man's trash be another man's treasure, right? There's always the truth on that. So. Well, for, for the last since preseason, they said that Detroit was trying to trade him. Um, they couldn't find a suitor, so they ended up having to release him. Um, and then now he's going to be able to pick where he wants to go. I, I'm, la- I'm laughing because I, I always remember, uh, you know, when you do practice, you're doing indoor practice and stuff. You start seeing guys come in with cleats after after it was over. You start like, who is he? What position does he? <laughs> start looking at what guys, you know, the body type. You know, is he a corner? Is he a tight end? Is he a defensive yeah. end? Who is that? You know, so you got guys like looking over the like that <laughs> around the corner. <laughs> I, hey, your job's on the chopping block, buddy. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, talk about getting guys off the street. Our next concern. Um, so, for if you watch the show or listen to the show, you've heard since probably March when or when, when free agency started, when, when there was a chance we were going to get Juju Smith-Schuster. We didn't. He ended up staying in Pittsburgh. I think uh, I think right now he's he thinks he chose wrong. Uh, but that was a possibility of getting a number two receiver, and we didn't get one, so we went with our guys we had uh, in-house. Um, but through three games, we haven't really seen much from them. We could say they haven't been targeted enough, uh, but right now we haven't seen much from the other guys. And so uh, uh, Josh Gordon has been reinstated by the league. He's had some off the field issues. Um, but that's the thing. People talk about his off the field issues as if like he was a bad teammate or something. wasn't a what wasn't a bad wasn't a bad guy. You know, he never did anything with it. Wasn't a cancer in the locker room. You know, just had some stuff uh, with uh, substance abuse and all that. And I, I wish him the best, regardless if he plays for the Chiefs or not. But brought in Josh Gordon. Guy was a, a big name, dominated with Cleveland for the short time he was there. Put up great numbers with Seattle. Put up great numbers with New England. Uh, but obviously, his stints were cut short over, the, over both those places. What were your thoughts on this signing? I know you guys like the guys in the room, but what were your guys' thoughts on Josh Gordon coming? Get it, JD. Uh, you know what? Initially, I know we, we were talking about it last week or maybe the week before. I was like, getting Josh Gordon. I'm like, I don't know. But then, you know what, though? Uh, you know, God has been through a lot of adversity and has some humility and humbled and it, it, we see and hear that he's been doing well in his treatments and all those different things and to let him in uh, they evaluated uh, where he's at uh to me hey it it, it makes a lot of sense I, i'm glad he's signing here than going somewhere else and, and facing this guy um i like it because he's not going to bring the devil here he's just going to bring playmaker that's what he's going to bring juju might have brought little diva and all of that that you know some of those Josh, hey, 
went through the pains. Maybe he's looking for a home to embrace him. This might be the spot for him. And so if you get a guy like that, man, and, and like I said, Josh Gordon is 75% has been a whole guy, whole lot of guys in this league 100%. I'll take it all day, every day, twice on Sunday. So I like it. I, I, I like the signing. I like the signing. And I, I think uh, guys will respond to him well because they see what he can do. They, they know what he can do. They know his ability. And the coaches know it. So to me, if you get a guy like that, now – you, you could try to double-team Tyreek or, you know, Travis or whatever, right? Josh Gordon is going to eat your lunch. I'm just let you know that. And so, you know, those fade routes, we're talking about a big receiver, physical receiver who's athletic. Guess what? That, guess who's in the building, right? You said New Sheriff in town, so we could throw it up to that guy. That guy's going to make that play. He's going to make it. So I like it. I mean, I don't know what kind of Josh Gordon we're getting. You know, he's, he's been home. He has, I don't know what kind of workouts he's done. Uh, I, I mean, he looks like he's in shape. He looks big. You know, I saw he was at practice today. And he looked like a tight end. Um, but you, you don't know what kind of a, a Gordon you're going to get. Now, if if he still got the same, you know, intensity, the same speed, same playmaking ability, it's awesome for the offense. Uh, but it's just a matter of, of, of which Gordon that you're going to get. Yes, he can come in. He can push Robinson and Pringle. Uh, and McCole Hardman to play way more better than what they have. I, my thing was before with them, they, I didn't think they had the targets. I think they're good receivers, but they just weren't targeted enough. Now, yes, they're smaller. Uh, they don't make bigger plays. They don't have the speed like Tariq has. They don't have the the, the size to break many tackles. So um, they they might need this as a sign to say, hey, you know, we're bringing in somebody to either push you or replace you. But right now it's just a matter of which Josh Gordon that we bring in. So I don't, and until um, he's laced up on game day and, and gives me, uh, you know, full four quarters, I don't, I, I need to see what type of player he's going to bring to the team. And, and, and the reason I say, I, I think, uh, you know, certain guys when they, when you're in a position where, you know, you haven't quite panned out the way that you want to and like dealing with some of the off-field issues, you know, this might be part of like that, him going out here and, and, and having that gratitude and saying like, look, they taking a chance on me. I'm going to do everything I possibly can. And I, I get what you're saying as far as like, you know, is it going to still have the speed and whatnot? I'll tell you what I do know about this. Even maybe it might not necessarily be the speed of it, but his size in itself is going to be imposing. It's going to be imposing on guys. And that we just didn't have that in, in the younger guys uh, that's in the room right now. And so he brings that. And he, he brings a, a very, very uh, high IQ as far as skill set athletically and catching the football. But J.D., once the game passes you, there's nothing you can do. And I'm not saying it's passing. I don't know that. That's why right. I said I need proof. Right. It's you know, just like when, 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 when Randy Moss went to New England, he, he still had that motor. But after so long, I, don't, I forgot what ran after. Did he go to the Jets? San Fran. Yeah, San Fran. Mm-hmm. That's not the same Randy. Randy's not, you know, he wasn't commanding those double teams. He wasn't, you know, giving you those deep threats. Yes, it's that playmaker Randy Moss, but it wasn't that same, you know, because time had kind of caught up with him. So I don't know, like, where Josh Gordon is in his playmaking ability, in his speed, in his awareness, in, in you know, in his game speed. So I love the idea of what he could bring and what, you know, 
the push that he can give to those younger guys. I just need to see what Josh Gordon that we have. Right, right. Hey, look, I, like I said, I to me, uh, and I, and I know regardless, he's a shot of his former self. Uh, I, I think just like you said, his presence and competing with those guys will get him better. I, I agree with that 100%. So, and like I said, too, him coming to a, a team like this who has a chance to win a Super Bowl, like you, you were talking Randy. She, Randy left New England. When he go to San Fran, it's a whole different organization. She's going to be a whole different organization as far as, like, if I'm getting a chance right here to get it done and do it, maybe this is where I need to be. And so hopefully he finds a home. Hopefully, you know, he is that guy. Uh, and if he's not, even if he's 75%, I'll still take a 75% guy uh, than some of these other guys who are 100%. And that's the thing. Like, we're not expecting the Josh Gordon that was in Cleveland. We're expecting that. Uh, we just want a guy who, who can move the chains, be a possession receiver that we've talked about. You know, just moving the chains, you know, taking right. a, a little, you know, taking that heat off Kelsey and Hill. If he can do that, that's – that's give, give me what uh, Watkins was doing last year, five for 50, five for 60. Right, right. Because Sammy, Sammy won that that guy, you know, when he when he first got in the league. You oh, know? I never I never said Sammy was that guy. I just thought I, I've always considered Sammy a possession guy that was that had great field awareness. He's gonna get to the point to where he needs to be. And if not, he's gonna catch the ball and get to that first down. Right. So that right. Sammy was Sammy was a great possession guy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a go-to. And the thing is, yes, Josh is coming in with a chip on his shoulder, on both shoulders. He's he's gotta be grateful, but he's also got a point to prove. So, yeah, we're hoping that all that plays into it. Right now, I just need to see it to, in order to, to say I'm, I'm happy with, with the signing. I mean, it, it, it all looks good, but until I see what, what Josh we got, you know. Yeah, we get, look, man, I'm going to give him about three weeks, get ready, you know, start fitting in things. And, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not looking for anything this weekend. Even if he may not even play. I, I saw that he was practicing this weekend. Yeah, uh, not this weekend, but, but today. So it's just a matter of what he brings to, to the games. And what he what he can do for the for the young receiving core in our offense. Right, right. We'll say it. We'll say it. You know, he's thirty years old. You know, so it's that it's still young. Um, and also, uh, the thing I, I saw that was apparently he had been the Chiefs had been eyeing him for weeks, and then they said once he was reinstated that that was that was pretty much a done deal. They, they were bringing him in. Um, yeah. So so obviously it shows that it wasn't it has no, it's nothing to do with the play between of Robinson Hardman and all those guys. which just they, they were obviously eyeing it before the season, so it has nothing to do with the play. Um, there's one thing I did want to ask you though. He said a big part of him wanting to come to Kansas City was he wants to find a place that's long term, which you guys played there for a while. I mean, I mean for a guy who's I don't had, know what he considers long term. You know, you're 30 years old. You're like at the the top of the hill, like you know, on your way down on a decline talent wise. I, do, I know that the NFL, basically, to me, my understanding, you come in with so much talent, your knowledge of the game is, well, talent's here, knowledge here. And, you know, the older you get, you're going to catch up to it. And you're not going to have that same speed, but just your knowledge. Just take, for instance, Chris Carter. Wasn't the fastest, but Chris knew how to get open. He knew how to use uh, the side of the field and his speed or his body to make plays. And so just, just your knowledge of the game, yeah, Josh can bring that. You know, maybe he doesn't have the speed, but his knowledge of, of which I would hope that he's learned a lot throughout the years that he has played. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it could be a, it could be a great signing. It could be a long term signing. I don't know. Is, is this a fit for him? It could be because we have that dynamic quarterback. Uh, but also, I do know that our number one receiver is Tyreek Hill. And I, and I know I know for a fact Josh Gordon is not going to beat him out. 
Now, I, I think when he says like long term, he, he's meaning this is this is probably his last stop. And he's like, look, it's, I want this to be the one. And if I do this, I'm going to do it for like, you know, five years. If, if I could do five years, right? Two, I'm 35. And so, you know, because <laughs> we got to think about perspective, right? We talking about long term with him. He, you know, he's been how many teams in these past few years? So, shoot, four years is long for him. Shoot, four or five years is long. So if he can make a fit, uh, cool. I mean, Kansas City is a great place to live, man. It's, it's you know, the fans and the people is incredible. Um, so if, if he can make it his home and he comes in, he's producing, they love him. You know, he loves it. Hey, it'd be a match made in heaven. Shooting and, and, and if, if he becomes like E, keep going back to it. If he's still like that guy who's making plays, that's going to bode well for Patrick too. Everybody's going to benefit from it. And I was looking at his highlights from two years ago against um, with the Seahawks, and they were trying to bring him back. You know, so obviously he wasn't. He, he's a playmaker. There's no doubt about that. He's a playmaker. Yeah. Right. That, that look, his name is in itself. Look, believe me, his name in itself is going to cause a lot of stir for defensive coordinators. I'm telling you, for real. I don't care who it is. They're like, look, you know, they brought that dude in. So, but like, this game keeps getting faster, though, JD. Come on, man. How, how fast can guys get? I mean, shoot, we, we have fast guys when we play. I'm just saying. It looks this, like this, that, this game doesn't slow down. No, it doesn't. That, no, look, I, I get that. And Father Time, hey, that Joker right there, man, he is he's undefeated. But like I said, I we ain't looking for I mean, him. I won't say he, he, he's got a good battle right now. I hear you. But no, you, no, you no, don't like my father time. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah. that old dude down there in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a good battle going you yeah. saw that there's a picture of because someone was saying oh josh gordon he doesn't have it anymore like who knows what, what kind of shape he's in and i think yesterday there was a picture posted of him like his body looked man that, that guy looked like a million bucks right there so yeah. I, I ain't seen any of these i haven't seen any of that you said e, you seen him out on, on practice film of him out on yeah practice. I, i'll send it i'll send it to y'all he, they had him uh going through stretches and wanting uh Little little things with the team. So yeah, he, he's he's how big is Sorensen? About six two, six three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he made, he made Sorensen. He made he made him look small. <laughs> but he, he wasn't big like he been missed. He ain't missed no meals. Big. No, 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 not like right. that. So who was that guy? That who was the receiver at Buffalo that ended up just swelling up? They made, oh, <laughs> David Boston. You talking about David Boston? No, that's that's called that's why uh, uh, that was Cardinals. Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Uh, recently, Buffalo, a few years ago, they brought him in. They brought him back as a tight end not too long ago. I can't think of his freaking name, but dude was huge. We're, we're going to get to the last segment here. Uh, game predictions. It's not only the Andy Reid Bowl as he's going back to Philadelphia to get his 100th win, it's also some might call the Jason Dunn Bowl as uh, it's the Eagles and the Chiefs uh, matchup in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs are currently a seven point favorite. Who do you guys got? What's your predictions? I'm gonna give it 14. So I, I figure we do uh, 3521. It's good. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 31-21. You know, up there, man. Philly is always hard to play, man. They you look. <laughs> I just think we got a statement to prove, though. You know, I, I get it. Philly I, team is struggling. Yeah, we we got to do something bad. Listen, them jokers are struggling, and guess what? They are getting they are getting ringed in the media, and they they got something to prove too. Believe me. And so. Like, like you said, nobody likes seeing that guy come in on Monday, you know, working out with new cleats on. He's like, who was this guy? <laughs> it looked like your position. So, hey, 
Hey, big five is an incentive, right? We know that. So I, it's going to be a hard fought game, you know. Uh, but I, I think thirty-one to twenty-one is what the what it's going to be. Yeah, going to be an emotional game with uh, Coach Reed. You know, going back to Philly, he wins. He becomes the first coach in NFL history to have two uh, to hundred wins with two separate teams. Um, and then also oh, we oh. have all the different uh, Eagles players that uh, they now, now coaches. Uh, Greg Lewis, Miami, and uh, Mike Kafka. So, yeah, but I, I, I tell you what, I, I think it's man the, the ideal time, man. It, it couldn't uh, script it better than this for Andy to go back to Philadelphia and actually make his, his you know hundred game win. You know, with two teams, that that would be phenomenal. And and guess what? Uh, if he had a place to win, and there was a place to lose, the people there would thank him for it. They would be, you know, stand up, cheer for him. They they boo because it's just Philly, you know. But they'll say like, oh, okay, it's Andy. So yeah, I think he'll yeah. get a standing ovation for one. Yeah. He just had the hospital incident, and then for right. all the damage done for Philly. So, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And stories like this is why I sometimes think you know NFL is like a movie. You know, you know, she's we're supposed to be one or two at this point. We didn't think, we expect to be one or two, but he's one or two going into Philadelphia with the 99th uh, win. All he needs is one more for the uh, the, the record. So I just, you know, NFL's a movie sometimes. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns, uh, presented by Bet Online. As always, if anyone in Chiefs Kingdom has any Chief Concerns for these guys, please tweet at us or write us an email at chiefconcerns at yahoo.com. We'll see you guys next week again when we talk about the Buffalo Bills game. Have a good one, fellas. All right, hey, fellas. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.